You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and you are listening to this year's Samhain episode. This is the third one. There's one from 2020, 2021, and now 2022. So some of it will be repeat information, but hopefully you will learn some new things today as well. So welcome back. (laughs) Thanks for letting me take that little break and rejoining me today. I originally had planned a one-week break and then it turned into a two-week break, so that's that, (laughs) but here I am. So thanks so much for being here today and let's get into all of our Samhain information because I know this is one of the favorite holidays of a lot of people. A lot of people love Samhain, so I completely understand that. I enjoy it as well. It is not my favorite because I really love, you know, secular Halloween, but I think Samhain is a really great holiday anyway. So let's dive in. As always, I want to start with a few quick correspondences. We went over this a ton in the 2020 episode, so much longer information in there, but I know everybody sort of likes a refresher on that because that's the easiest way to incorporate some Samhain into your day is just picking a couple of these correspondences. So first is animals, and those are bats, cats, crows and ravens, owls, and spiders. The colors, pretty easy to figure out, are black, orange, purple, and also silver. The deities recognized at this time are the Morgan, Hel, Hecate, Persephone, Caridwen, Hades, and Anubis. The food and drink are pumpkins, apples, grains, root vegetables, pie, cider, and ale. The herbs are rosemary, mugwort, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, sage, and yarrow. And the crystals are anything black, so onyx, jet, obsidian, black tourmaline, and also smoky quartz, amethyst, and malachite. Samhain is, of course, one of the four Celtic fire festivals on the Wiccan Wheel of the Year. The other four Sabbaths that are celebrated are Germanic in origin. So when we're talking about the four fire festivals. Those are Samhain, Imbolc, Beltane, and Lunasa. Those are all the ones that are celebrated around the first of the month. So Samhain is November 1st. Celebrations really begin on the evening of October 31st because the Celtic day began and ended at sunset. So this is directly opposite on the wheel of the year from Beltane. So if you are in the southern hemisphere, you are celebrating Beltane right now and you would celebrate Samhain on May 1st. However, since Samhain is so intertwined with secular Halloween, and that's really where Halloween comes from, a lot of Southern Hemisphere pagans do celebrate Samhain at this time. It's completely up to you whether you would rather it you know, be on the date it should be based on your seasons or whether you are associating it with Halloween. And for a lot of witches that are in the broom closet, makes it a lot easier to celebrate when you are celebrating Halloween. Along with the other three fire festivals, Samhain was historically observed throughout Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. So some witches will only celebrate the four Celtic 
fire festivals. Some will only celebrate the four Germanic festivals that mark the solstices and equinoxes. And some will celebrate all eight. Again, we went over that whole Wheel of the Year thing and the Wiccan um, construct of that, that, you know, historically not all eight were celebrated by all peoples. So again, completely up to you. But Samhain is one of the ones that has a long-standing historical basis. We just talked about that in the Maybon episode, how it was celebrated, but more of a modern construct, especially in the name, whereas Samhain has a lot of history with it, including the fact that there is an entrance passage to what is called the Mound of Hostages on the Hill of Tara, which is one of two hills in the Boyne Valley that were associated with Samhain in Celtic Ireland. And that passage is aligned with the rising sun around Samhain, and it is 4,500 to 5,000 years old. So that suggests that Samhain was celebrated many, many years ago. It's first specifically mentioned in the earliest Irish literature that we have from the 9th century, and it's associated with a lot of important events in Irish mythology. This early literature says that Samhain was marked by big gatherings and feasts, and that was when the ancient burial mounds were open, and they were seen as portals to the other world. A lot of this literature also associates Samhain with bonfires and sacrifices, which is common in all of the Celtic fire festivals. The ancient Celts would have marked Samhain as the most significant of these four quarterly fire festivals. This was considered the it's last harvest date, except nothing is really being harvested at this point. Everything has been harvested before, but this is sort of the last time that you can collect anything from the fields. After that, you're out of luck, and it is considered a sacrifice to the Fae, to the land spirits, and then to take anything and harvest it after that date um, would bring bad luck for your family. So during this sort of celebration, the hearth fires in family homes were left to burn while this final harvest was gathered. And then when the work was complete, the people would join with Druid priests and light a community fire using a wheel uh, that sparked flames. It was considered a representation of the sun. There were cattle that were sacrificed and then all the celebrants would take a flame from that communal bonfire back to their home to relight their own hearth fires sort of a symbolism of community. The early texts that we have that talk about Samhain talk about it as a mandatory celebration that lasted three days and three nights, and the whole community was required to show themselves, and failure to participate uh, was believed to result in punishment from the gods, and that punishment was usually illness or death. Tara and I talked about this in a previous episode, but there was also a military aspect to Samhain in Ireland, and there were holiday thrones that were prepared for the commanders of the soldiers. Anyone who committed a crime or used their weapons at all during this celebration faced a death sentence. And of course, lots of the documents mention the drinking of alcohol to excess and gluttonous feasts, and that is pretty common with all of these celebrations, and especially common heading into this even darker season, end of the harvest, they are really celebrating before they go into more lean times. With this end of the 
harvest season and celebrating and recognizing that all of that is coming to an end. There is also the idea that the sun itself is leaving, everything's getting darker, and the sun is descending into the realm of the underworld. So there is, you know, reasoning why this is associated so much with death and ancestors. So I'm going to read you a passage from this Celtic Fire Festival story by John Gilroy. I'm going to have that linked in the show notes over at whichwednesdays.com. Uh, it's still having issues with the website, so don't type the www in, www in before um, which Wednesdays that you should get to the site fine. So hopefully that will work. Um, but I'm going to have this linked so you can read the full story uh, of how this got to be associated with the underworld in Celtic tradition. Mythology tells us that when the invaders of Ireland, known as the Millicenes, landed at Boyne, they made their way to Tara. Once there, they were advised by the Druids that they should return to their ships and sail off the shore to the length of nine waves. When they were on the sea, a great storm arose which scattered their fleet. The commander of one of the ships was Don. His ship was broken into pieces in the storm and he himself drowned along with 24 of his comrades. He was buried on the Skelling Islands off the coast of Kerry. He is the first of the new wave of invaders to meet his death in Ireland, and as such, he became elevated to the status of God of the Dead. The place of his burial became known as the Tech Don, the House of Don, and soon became identified with the other world. The Celts were fascinated with tracing their ancestry back as far as they could and often identified their earliest ancestors with the gods of their peoples. Hence, a belief arose that when they died, they went to the house of their ancestor, the god of the underworld. Many sources say that the dead assemble at his house and describe the deceased people traveling to and from there. Later, Christian writers claimed that the souls of the damned lingered at his house before departing for hell. Not surprisingly, aspects of his personage have been adopted by Christian writers in their portrayal of the devil. Samhain being the Feast of the Dead can now be seen clearly as incorporating the Cult of Dawn into their celebrations. So again, I'm going to link that so you can read that entire passage because it goes into much more detail about you know, Samhain and divination and all of the things that go along with Dawn. But it's just really interesting that that is how it came to be associated with ancestry and the dead at this time of year. That also turned this into the idea of a new year, marking the end of the Celtic year and the beginning of a new one. So sort of like New Year's Eve. So that is why Samhain is often referred to as the witch's new year. And some do celebrate it this way and sort of ignore January 1st. And some will celebrate the new year on January 1st. It is totally up to you. But everything in nature is cyclical, and after death comes rebirth. And after this you know, dark season, then the replanting in the spring begins and the crops are harvested all over again. So this marks sort of the ending and then heading into the new beginning, which is why it's considered the new year. Given all of these different associations, there are quite a few ways that you can choose to celebrate Samhain. In last year's episode, we went over all of the ways that is related to Halloween and where all of those Halloween traditions come from. So if you want to know more about jack-o'-lanterns and costumes and trick-or-treating, definitely check out that episode. But you could 
this year do any of those Halloween things or celebrate Samhain in a more traditional way. And that is, of course, honoring the death and underworld aspect, honoring the new year aspect, or honoring the idea of setting up protections and getting ready for a darker time of year. So if this is a time where you are honoring death and ancestors, there are many traditions that go over how to do that. So if you are in a particular tradition or religion, you might want to check into that. There are very detailed Day of the Dead uh, traditions, for example, in Mexican culture, which is very prevalent here in Chicago. But there are also specifically witchy ways to sort of celebrate or honor this day. The most common is participating in what's called a dumb supper. So they have changed the name of that in recent years to just call it a silent supper because that's really what it is. That is setting out a full table and making a full feast and including your ancestors in Important Dead in that feast. And the feast is completely silent. You can have other living guests with you but you are not talking to anybody. You're setting plates for your ancestors and your invited dead to join with you uh, as an offering to them, but there is absolutely no talking that goes on. And in some traditions, the entire meal is eaten backwards. So that could mean starting with dessert and working your way back. It can also mean everything sort of flipped around, the chairs are flipped around, uh, the placement of things on the table is all backwards. Completely up to you how backwards you would like to make that. Many witches after a silent supper will also use that time for spirit communications since it is considered the time where the veil between worlds is most thin. Um, This and Beltane, it is a time to commune most easily with the dead. There are a lot of different beliefs when it comes to divination of who is giving you those answers and where that is coming from. But specifically at this time, a lot of people will tap into the ancestors and the dead, specifically asking them to assist in your divination. So that could be you know, scrying in a crystal ball, that could be pulling tarot cards using a pendulum, but you're specifically asking your ancestors and important dead to get those answers for you and help guide you. And you might also often see white candles in the windows. That is something that a lot of witches do before ending their evening on the 31st is to set up white candles in windows because it helps guide the spirits back to their own realm. And, you know, I would never suggest leaving a candle unattended. So flameless candles work just as well. They have those great battery operated white pillar candles. I love those. Um, and you can set those up in your windows to leave on on October 31st into the morning of November 1st to help guide those spirits back to their own realm. Generally, these things are all seen as a more somber celebration, even though it does include feasting and drinking. Because it is silence, because it is recognizing the dead and celebrating them, it is usually a more somber, quiet experience. However, lots of cultures will go the other way. Like I mentioned, uh, Day of the Dead, that is a very big, loud 
fun celebration. Uh, and it's really about celebrating their life rather than um, being sad that they passed. So there is no right or wrong way <laughs> to celebrate this holiday. If you want to have the more somber celebration in Christian traditions, we are then going into All Saints Day and All Souls Day, and those are more somber, so it's a fine way to celebrate, but if you would rather you know, do a celebration of life, that's a great way to honor the day as well. You could also honor the New Year aspect of this. So it was likely considered some sort of, you know, New Year-ish celebration in ancient pagan times, but it's definitely gotten that reputation in modern pagan and Celtic reconstructionism that this is the New Year. So a lot of witches wanted to celebrate that as well. So it's a great time for reflecting, using these last couple of days of October to reflect on everything from the past year and sort of make some decisions about how things should go in the next year, what are you going to leave behind, what are you going to look for in the future, and then setting up some divination for that. So there are a lot of great tarot spreads for the year ahead and just getting some ideas there. It's a great time for goal setting and preparation. So if you are someone who hates New Year's resolutions and doesn't believe in the magic of January 1st, then that's totally fine. You could do something here instead and set up something like that. A lot of people will just use this entire season from now until Yule as reflection time and then set everything up at Yule to be a new year. But again, if you are reflecting and then looking ahead and using divination for that, you can absolutely tap into your ancestors and honored dead to participate in that and let you know what is coming for the new year. And this is also a very popular season for protections, especially if you have opened up your home and your practice to the dead and the spirit world. Um, the fae are very active at this time and some of the darker fae are very active at this time. So after those things are done and you are closing up your home, it is a very top popular time to set up new protections and just sort of refresh everything for a new year, get rid of the old protections. They've done their job. Now it's time to retire those and set up completely new protections and get your house ready for these colder months that are coming. And that absolutely is both the physical things. Homeowners know we have to do all of those annoying little home projects like covering your air conditioner and sealing your windows and getting the gutters all cleaned out and making sure that your home is physically ready for the winter months. Maybe that's just me and uh, up in Chicago, we have can have some brutal winters. So that is coming, um, but definitely a time to set up your spiritual protections as well. More to come on that because again, with my little break, that is the episode that got delayed. So I will have an episode on protections, but that is personally what I do at this time of year. I celebrate Halloween, I have a lot of fun with that. And then going into the first couple of weeks of November is really when I honor the dead and ancestors, not necessarily tied to October 31st or November 1st. I feel like it's really like those first two weeks of November. And then in that time, I also refresh the house physically and then refresh my protections. I usually 
do that once a month, but like once a year, right around this like November time is when I do some heftier, bigger protections. So I'll have more about that in the protection episode. And I have already shared about those on Patreon. So if you are interested in that, but I will absolutely go over more of what I do. And that is everything that I have for this episode. Again, if you want to check out the previous ones, there is some additional information last year and the year before. If you're looking for more sound information, haven't listened to those yet, do hop over to the Discord server. I'm also going to put a poll up on Spotify if that's where you're listening to. And let me know what you are planning for Samhain. If you're planning something for, you know, secular Halloween this weekend, if you're planning something for the 31st or the 1st, I would love to hear everything that you have planned, whether that's ritual, whether it's something really simple, lots of different ways to celebrate. So I want to hear what everyone is doing. That is everything for this week. I will see you in the next one. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com. Thank you.